Katie. And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. The Family Dental Center is locally owned with offices in Belleville, Frankfurt, and Coburg. FDC has a team of highly qualified, caring dental professionals and modern technology to offer patients a stress-free and amazing dental experience. Make sure you stay up to date on all things Family Dental Center by liking them on Facebook at Family Dental Center and following them on Instagram at FDC Family. Did you see what Alexis posted? No, but I know it's going to be stunning because her creativity is out of this world. Here, look. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's incredible. Real talk, I don't even want to get married, but if I did, I'd want Alexis to do my florals. Her modern boho aesthetic is like right up my alley. She does dried bouquets too. I saw one the other week that was full of dried lavender and bunny's tail. It was so cute. Get a little more pretty in your doom scrolling and follow at Designs by Alexis Rose on Facebook and Instagram. There's just a post-it on Owen's computer at the screen that says slow down. Fair. Don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> Charity. <laughs> What's going on? I'm so tired. Yeah, you had an upset belly last night. I had an upset tummy because I ate out. I'm not going to say where because I still really love them. But I ate out and it's not been well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not feeling so great. No, you I you came in really chipper this morning, but then I watched you like <laughs> slowly, slowly fade <laughs> and cry a little bit <laughs> for different reasons. But there were tears I today. So much today. <laughs> and I just did like an arm pad. I was like, you're okay. It's okay, please don't cry. I'm like, you can cry. No, it's it's more I was just kind of like, I don't know how to deal with this and I don't want her to deal with this. I just want to <laughs> let it out. I've been crying a lot this week too. I don't know what's going on. Hormones. Probably. Oh, excuse me. I'm sleepy, too. Yeah. Um, I have a short week this week, which is throwing me off, but... You're doing good shit tomorrow. Yeah. We're... Starboard Cares. Our team is participating in the United Way Day of Caring. I think we're painting the John Howard Society, so... That'll be I'll fun. be there painting and creating content. So, yeah. Whether people like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, check out... I post them on all the socials. Yeah, I, mean, I think ours, well, Or yeah. just, like, tag us so I can share it to the stories. Or yeah. Something. I don't know. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. Cole says he's going to be singing Louis Capaldi all day. Honestly, Cole has the singing voice of an angel. Yeah, he used to be next to you. Yeah, I don't, it's the one thing I miss about Cole being downstairs is Cole singing. Because I used to sing back at him. Oh. Yeah. That's fun. We vibed off each other pretty yeah, well. I like that. And then he got a promotion. No, they just made him change offices. <laughs> Maybe Should. a promotion? Cool. Did you get a promotion? We don't I know. think he did. He gets really hot in his office now. It is a hot office, that one. The oh, yeah, it has like here. a little fan, too. Mm-hmm. It's because the window's so big. Yeah. Go check out the um, this, the reel I posted on Cool 100 last week. Um, so it's good. a lot of Cool doing... This is just a Cool-centric intro. Um <laughs> It's him running, but he starts and he has like a little fan on his desk so you can see the fan. But yeah, no, we got a bunch of promo stuff in for the summer scratch, summer scratch card. cards. Yeah, summer scratch cards and um, yeah, no, it was really all I asked for was an unboxing video. No, and then he went with it, and then I got on board, and and then things just we made a montage. Yeah, because we we've been getting these boxes for like weeks. There's so many boxes of just like stuff. But we, I was like, cool. I'm like, don't open the boxes. Yeah. We're gonna have Rug Crew just open the box like an unboxing video, mm-hmm. because apparently people like that stuff. People love unboxing or putting things into bags. Wait, what? 
like boxing, oh, unboxing like or pack, bo- package packing, <laughs> packing orders. Okay, I, I love a packing order. A packing video and I like are putting things into box. <laughs> I love a packing video. Yeah, it's like it's that's very, therapeutic. Yeah. Underboxing, it's I'm just like meh. I do like to know what's inside. It depends on like if it's something I'm buying, then yeah. sure. I don't know. I really not even. I kinda like the surprise of opening the box. Especially like you know, like with Apple products, when you like that's an experience. Yeah. Yeah, I get a little stressed opening an Apple box. Yeah, well, Kate opened her first one the other day, or the other week. Um, she was gifted a MacBook Air from, gifted her father bought her. Her father bought her a MacBook Air. <laughs> and she's like, I'm so nervous. I'm like, what are you nervous about? It's a laptop. It's like my phone lived in my in the box for a while until I That's was emotionally prepared. I don't do well with some change, and phones are one of them. I don't like switching over phones or computers. I really don't like it. Because I did have to set up a new Apple ID because I was sharing it with my mom for so long. Like this is an Apple ID from when I was like 12, no, younger. And I just never changed. I just always use that one. But do you know what happens when you link phones, when you link Apple IDs, all your photos and messages are shared. Yeah. Our phones. Yeah. So we How had- do you manage that? Like, how did you manage having secret things? You just had no secrets with your mother. I don't have secrets with Martha. She knows everything about me. She knows everything about me, everything about Jeanette. And Jeanette always goes, don't tell your mom. I'm like, you know I'm going to tell my mom. That's why I don't tell you. Like, I mean, you know what? I but, do, t- like, I do tell like you things. She's like the least judgmental person. No, I know, but it's just funny. Yeah, I don't know. It's just natural to me. I don't know why. It's weird. I'm very close so to my mother. It, so now is it weird that she doesn't know everything about your life? No, because I don't think she really, like, look. It's not like she was, like, looking at it. She like, was looking. We would both. I don't think she was. Mm. Maybe. I really don't care. Like <laughs> Martha, so were you looking? Mm, maybe. I'll ask her and we'll report back. Um, There's a big episode. Like, an XXL episode. So. Ah! <laughs> I f- was fangirling the whole time. You, I had no chill. Editing the episode, I was like, Kay is excited. <laughs> Literally no chill the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I know you from the internet. Yeah. So it was Tina from X. It's Tina from XXL Scrunchies. Yes. Um, she, we told her this, but she was on, we had like a, we called it our hit list when we first started this mm-hmm. podcast because for a long time we only had co-workers co-workers and like we wouldn't have people lined up and or people we knew yeah we were yeah. just like 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 friends yeah and family. we were running around but so we had people like bigger people we wanted not bigger people but just but like people who we thought would be harder to get mm-hmm. and didn't know us <laughs> um and one of them was tina yeah, and it, it's funny because we actually asked her in like November of last year because I saw her at the same event Eliza was at yeah Mm-hmm. So it was November of last year we asked and she was like, yeah, of course. But we were like, OK, like, let's line things up for after the holidays. And then like she went on vacation. Yeah. And there's... then she was out of town for like, she, I think she was in San Francisco for like a the TikTok, maybe thing. Shopify, maybe. Oh, yeah. It was, one, it was another one of she a busy lady, busy, busy lady. But she we were, we're her first podcast. I know. Crazy. I hope she listens to us just fangirling. She's just the coolest. Honestly, I. I still don't have chill about it. No, and it, she has such a calming presence. I think that's what it is, because I'm just like, I, I was just like completely chaotic, and I was like, I'm so nervous. I'm going to sound like I'm crying the whole episode. Yeah, it was very, she's very calm, but. She is very calm, and, and like. Cool stories, very open, like. Like, 
Just social media com- genie like oh my god like I just I have still fangirling I'm still fangirling because everything about the way she's built her business mm-hmm. like her branding the thoughtfulness of everything is just mm-hmm. beyond and I am so stoked that she decided to say yes and the other don't. thing is because it was a longer recorded episode we're splitting it into two it's two so you get episodes two tina episodes so this week is more so um like about her fam about the family and Mm -hmm. the starting of the business kind of her background um and her social media the rise of social media for her um which is my favorite part of yeah and some analytics of social media which was kind of cool insane and then next week next thursday is going to be um her dragon's den experience that's so exciting. And I haven't edited that part yet, but I think it's mostly just the Dragon's Den. Yeah. Um, so when this one ends, just know that there's more Tina and Which hopefully we'll exciting. have her back eventually. And so. she said that she'd help us do our first TikTok. I know, we're trying to get on TikTok, friends, babes. So we have an account. So if you want to follow us now, yeah. there's nothing there. We just have to post. It's scary. <laughs> it's not, but like. No, it's fully scary. <laughs> um, and. So should we let them listen to it? Maybe we should just let them listen to it. Welcome to the Babes of Quinny. Okay. Enjoy. Bye. Our next guest has been on the hit list since day one. Her transparency, authenticity, entrepreneurial spirit, and badass product lineup has earned her over 13.2 million likes on TikTok and nearly 900,000 followers across all her social channels. Did I mention she started her business in her apartment? Not only is she creating an XXL empire in the Bay of Quinney, she's an incredibly talented graphic designer and has a degree in psychology from Ottawa U. She's fresh off a trip to the Dragon's Den, and now I'm just like too excited, so let's get into it. Babes of Quinney, please welcome Tina (laughs) Nguyen, founder and CEO of XXL Scrunchy & Co. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys? I know, this is crazy. Yeah. You were actually, when we started this... I think last summer you were like on our number one whiteboard with like people we wanted on and you were on it. I remember when we met in person at that one event I was speaking at, you said I was on your wish list and I was like, oh, that's <laughs> so cute. Like I have to go now. <laughs> yeah. I, I like guilted you into <laughs> Or break our hearts forever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, we usually start out with a really serious question. What's your favorite potato chip? But I feel like oh. it's not a potato chip. Chip. Oh. Because I love popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I had to choose a chip, I think it would be ketchup chips, like Lay's ketchup. Oh, okay. Huh. We haven't had anyone say ketchup yet. I don't really? think it, yeah. No. no. It's always been, there's always like a sour cream undertone. Like or sour like cream and chives. Dressed. Oh. Those are our first ketchup. ketchup. Really? Yeah. yeah. I had someone ask me last, a couple weekends ago, if you had to have, if you had to pick your food for your food eating competition what would you pick and I said popcorn just because like I love it so much <laughs> so I feel like your mouth would get so dry after a while yeah, not if, if you butter it true well I, I think you get water on the side oh yeah they're like competition. I'm thinking of the hot dog ones that are like dipping yeah I'm just thinking of like Joey water. Chestnut the hot dog yeah. eating champion oh. <laughs> <laughs> our co-worker has like an unhealthy obsession yeah. with him oh I and see. like went to Toronto because he was at it, like watch a- him to watch him he was like at a Blue Jays game randomly because yeah. they had just opened some like all the new stuff at the Jays stadium mm-hmm. and he went because he was like oh my god Joey Chestnut's gonna be there <laughs> and like slept two hours because he does the morning show yeah. oh my gosh so we're really into hot dogs I guess <laughs> 
in eating competitions. And chips. And chips, yeah. We like a chip. Mm-hmm. You're from Belleville, like originally? Yes. Well, actually, I was born in Thunder Bay. I live there. I know. What? A bunch of my family's still up there. Wild. Born in Thunder Bay. I lived there for just like two years. Oh, okay. And then we moved to Kingston. And then we moved to Havelock. And That's then. A I know. My parents' journey is way crazier. But then I ended up in Belleville when I was in grade five. So I call Belleville my hometown. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That is moving to a lot of different small towns. Yes. And very northern towns, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell us oh, about yeah. Your, yeah, parents. your parents. So this, I think this is a big reason why I work so hard or mm-hmm. why I have this work ethic of like go, go, go and like mm-hmm. seize this opportunity. Because I am from Belleville, but my parents were born in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and they escaped during the war. Okay. They escaped on a boat, not knowing where they were going, and they had nothing with them. The and were boat. they married at the time? or were they? I think they got married, okay. yeah. Oh, my God. They'd been together for a couple years, too. Oh. And they were, my dad had a, he was in law school, so he had to drop out of university. Wow. That's and wild. Now, and they're on a boat, like, jammed with people, like, you could barely move. There's no yeah. washroom. Mm-hmm. The seas are rough. Like, it's not a very well-put-together boat either yeah. if you're trying to escape. And on the way, I think they were they ended up in a Malaysia refugee camp. But on the way, their boat got robbed by pirates. And my, my parents don't share this with us because they just want us to be happy. And they also don't want to relive it. Mm-hmm. And it was one day last year, my dad and I were randomly driving to pick up fabric. Mm-hmm. And he just started talking about where they came from and told me some stories and... He said during the robbery, my mom was wearing a jade bangle, and it's not those bangles you can un- unclasp. You had to, like, break it off or really slide it off. Yeah. It was on there. And my dad broke it off with his hand so the robbers wouldn't chop my mom's hand <gasps> off. And he's like, look, I still have the scar. And when he showed me the scar, I almost started crying just because it so, makes it so <gasps> yeah. real. And he doesn't talk about it that much. Oh, my God. And he even said he rubbed dirt on her face so she wouldn't get kidnapped. Because they would, that's what, holy shit. I know. <sighs> Your parents Taking are badasses. Like, like, in the moment, you're getting robbed. How do you even yeah, think about that? So it just kind of shows holy my dad's shit. always been, like, there for his family. Mm-hmm. Like, just there for my mom the whole time. I know. I think I love him even more. I didn't know I could love him. And he's always, I think it's too, like, seeing, oh, I might cry. <laughs> Me too. Give me a moment. <laughs> Just looking back at how much he's helped me, I always get. Oh my gosh, the videos you post of him like showing up and like plowing, like shoveling your car out, or just like <laughs> so whatever, cute. just that, like I him can tell showing the snow up. Brush story yeah, after. please, like. But I think just seeing where they came from and mm-hmm. just them wanting—he's always smiling too. So always, it's just wild too. And and I think too, I like knowing the story behind people, and mm-hmm. that is a wild. So, but so they ended up in Malaysia, Malaysia a refugee and then, camp, and then they got sponsored to work in Lyon, France. And my dad learned French. <laughs> I know, casually. of course, yes. And he luckily he could speak English really well because I think when they arrived, like people thought they were bad people, mm-hmm. but my dad was able to communicate with them oh, in English. Yeah. And then they ended up in the refugee camp, and like their families are spread out. It's like you don't you can't text them. How do you coordinate yeah. where to go? Yeah. I was like, what? How'd you do that? And then my parents were like, yeah, I don't know how we did that. <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up getting sponsored and living in Lyon, France. And then my oldest brother Nam was born. Okay. And then they ended up in Canada. And now after 
seeing all these years and being older, I can appreciate how much work they did because they worked every single day. They owned restaurants, bars, hotels. Oh, wow. They were small business owners too. They, yeah. Right before we started, right before my parents started helping me, they sold their restaurant in Tweed, the gateway. Oh. Yeah. And then I feel like like they sacrificed everything for me and my brothers just mm-hmm. so we could have the opportunities that they didn't have yeah that were taken away from them mm-hmm. so i appreciate so much more what they did for me and i think that's why i have this work ethic mm-hmm. from their hustle that's like i'm just like <gasps> that's wild i know where they came from yeah like just like the most life like having nothing starting Mm -hmm. from nothing literally nothing needing to work every day you want to give this opportunity and amazing life back to your kids like that is like the definition of like selflessness Mm -hmm. and like just like that's some real love shit yeah yeah and i think too like that watching them show up for you like in your videos and just you can tell they're your biggest fans yeah like i feel like I know there's lots of scrunchy businesses out there. I was yeah. always aware of that. Like, they're not a new thing. But the thing that makes us different is just us and our family. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're, like, a testament to a family's love and support because my mom cuts the fabric herself. And my dad staples the tags on. He trims the threads. He used to take all the deliveries from our house to the post office. So his van or his SUV used to be so full. And now at least we have someone to pick it up. But he does our local deliveries still. I remember I saw him, like, dropping off at Canada Post, and I was like, oh, my gosh. He's, <laughs> he's here, and he's a celebrity. He's oh dropping off right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, when he goes to the bank, he says all the girls know him and always say hi to him. <laughs> but they knew him before XXL. Like, I remember getting a message from someone and saying, your dad's always the sweetest. He's always been coming in and says hi to all of us and <gasps> is always smiling. Oh, so he's so just nice. always been like yeah. that. Wow. He's just a sweet little gem. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, but it's this, just the wild. snow brush story. Yeah, that yeah. was actually one of my first viral TikToks because I was just I filmed a video of showing all the things my dad was helping me with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the voiceover, this was probably the first of my own viral videos. The voiceover was, I was 16 years old. I slept over at my best friend Tori's house, and it mm-hmm. snowed so much that night. And I woke up in the morning, and just my there was a bunch of cars in the driveway, but just mine was brushed off, because my dad <laughs> drove over and brushed the snow off so that when I drove home it wouldn't be covered. Oh but he didn't even tell me. Yeah. My friend's dad just happened to see him do it, so that's how I knew. <laughs> that's so cute. And again, I didn't appreciate this until yeah. years later. And he still did that when I would be working late at the warehouse. I came out one night. It was like 11 p.m. And I was like, ah, who's this scary person in the parking lot? Because it was empty and it was just him. And he was brushing the snow off my car. He's like, oh, I was ice fishing. I happened to drive by. I wanted to check in on you. Oh, gosh. I know. That is just. stole my heart. Mm-hmm. That is such a love language in itself. And I think it's not till yeah. you're older that you can, you're like, well, really why aren't they saying it. I love you? Or why aren't they doing this? And then yeah. you can appreciate that their love language is their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't cry. I held it together. I oh, was I close totally cried. there. <laughs> yeah. That's I, crazy. Yep. No. I know. It's wild, too, like, that that is your parents' story and they're still just smiling all the time like I know coming in yeah. every day almost yeah. to help me still but I get to you probably saw them like working and hustling and every day like my dad worked weekends and gave yeah. my mom the weekends off oh my god oh my god sweet baby angel that's crazy 
I love that. And like, I feel like my friends' parents always were like watching their sports games and stuff. Yeah. And it was weird when my parents would come just because they never came. And then the one time I remember I made my parents come because it felt like the social norm. Mm-hmm. And I told them to go home early because it looked like my dad was falling asleep. <laughs> And I was like, you guys can just leave. Like, this is weird that you're here. And I feel pressure you're watching me. <laughs> yeah. So then it would, they just never came again. Yeah. Oh. But they were always busy working, too. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so sweet. Because, like, I never had to pay, uh, what's it called? The loans for university? Tuition? Oh, 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 OSAP or, like, yeah. a student loan? Yeah, yeah they student never loans. wanted me to oh, wow. get into that. So they paid for my full university, wow. like, oh my, my apartments and stuff. And they didn't want me to have a job because they wanted me to focus on school. But I still got a job because I wanted to buy clothes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, like, nice, like, knowing this story. Because mm-hmm. obviously we see um, your posts and everything. But just yeah. getting this, like, extra little tidbit. I'm like, damn it. Now I like them. Not damn it. But, like, I'm just, like, I like you all way more. Like, Aww, it's so nice. And I think, too, there's just a lot of shit going on in the world. Yeah. So it's nice having these feel goods you know like the warm and fuzzies are needed right now so i because i watch all of your socials all the time since like pretty much the beginning like low-key fangirling right now um you. you always like incorporate your family into your like your socials and it seems like in your business development like your brother's in mm-hmm. like we see your parents and mm-hmm. like cindy which who is like was my favorite recurring character until she left. <laughs> I know. She had to go get her master's. Oh, <laughs> she God. had to go get her PhD now, you know. <laughs> go Cindy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, But she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, would you say like you're super, have you always been like really close with your family? I think like growing up, I didn't realize this until we started working together. And as I got older, my parents show their love language through acts of service. Mm-hmm. So growing up, like first generation being here everyone's always like I love you they always like vocalize it and then I feel like growing up I felt like a little bit different just because they would show it and they didn't communicate that yeah Mm -hmm. so as like we've been close my parents have always been there supported any decision and my dad's always been there to like move me in and out of university anything I needed I would always call so we've always been close and as we've started this business together I called my mom when I was so busy when I first launched and asked her for help and she's like yeah come home like right away so then I rented a car packed up all my stuff moved home and then my dad was finding little things to help with me to like help it was so busy we were so overwhelmed he was cutting those little threads like doing anything to help and that's when I realized like how supportive they've always been because I moved away from home for a while. Yeah. But then starting this small business brought us back. Mm-hmm. And then even it brought us even closer than we were before. That's so cute. Which I, think, I feel grateful for. Yeah, I think too it shows volumes to your family because working with family is not always easy. Yes. Um, as someone who's worked with their family and their partner's family. So oh, it can yeah. be a lot, but I get what you mean, like, Sometimes parents aren't saying I love you, but they're showing it in their mm-hmm. different ways. So it's really nice. I love seeing your mom and dad and your brother on your stories. It's really nice. Oh, thank you. I low-key started doing Duolingo so that oh. when your dad came to drop off an order here, you I could tried say, to say stuff to say hello to him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or thank you. Like That's so cute. Yeah. But Did I Did you learn? 
no. Oh, well, because <laughs> I downloaded it and I started it, but it wouldn't tell me like hello or thank you. It just kept going. It's like boy, girl, apples. I'm like, I don't care about the apples. Yeah. I just want to say hello. Well, if you want to say hello, it's Jiao, and then Jiao. You refer to him as Ju. So Jiao Ju, 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 yeah. Ooh, and then exciting. thank you is Gaomeng. Gamma. Gaomeng. Gaomeng. Look at that. It's pretty close. It's hard. It's yeah. like a little there. accent. Yeah. Vietnamese is tough. I Look at there. have been to Thailand and Vietnam and oh, I picked really? up Thai like sound like hello and thank you in Thai, but then mm-hmm. when I got I could I was like, I don't know why this isn't coming into my brain and sticking. Yeah. So Vietnamese, like the language, every word is one syllable. That's really? Cool. And there's some words that you say in they're spelled exactly the same and you just say them differently and they mean totally different. It's the tone, things. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely, yeah, that's cool. I love languages and like, just like culture. I just think it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Because I'm from very northern Ontario. It's all white people. So I'm just like. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm just like, it's like I moved down, like I moved to Toronto. Like more north than Thunder Bay? Well, Mm -hmm. probably on the same parallel. Parallel. I'm from Timmins. Oh, So like, but I have family in Thunder Bay. So Mm -hmm. checks out. (laughs) But yeah, very white. And like, that was pretty much it. So. I moved to Toronto and I was like, oh my God, culture. <laughs> I know, so much food. Oh yeah. my God, that was the best part. Was just like, yeah, I want to travel just for food. I think it's cool. Oh, that's why I travel. <laughs> I'm just in it for the food. So you went to the University of Carleton? Ottawa. Ottawa U. And you took psychology. Yes. Did you always want to go into psychology? Um. So I actually, that semester, I started in January, a mm-hmm. bit later, because September I went to University of Toronto for also psychology, but I was so overwhelmed and stressed, mm-hmm. I dropped out the week after one week. Mm-hmm. And then so my dad came I did that, don't worry. One was, week, I lasted one week and I, I was missed done. Frosh week and I was so nervous about these classes and I was so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually, it was just always set in our minds, like you have to go to university mm-hmm. so you can get a good job. Because mm-hmm. back then there wasn't really other resources to teach you otherwise. Yeah. Because I always loved art like I always had a sketchbook art was my favorite class I always got like the best grades or whatever in those classes and I always like stayed later showed up early and I was obsessed but my parents at the time didn't think I could make a living as an artist and at that time I didn't believe in that either Mm -hmm. and they always wanted me to be a pharmacist (laughs) my sister-in-law is gonna be a pharmacist oh really yeah we say she's the smartest in our family yeah. Mine was optometry. Oh, really? I wanted to do photography and like just like general like arts and that kind of thing. But my mom's like, no, you need a job that's going to actually pay. I know. And I was like, well, I can be my own boss. And she's like, no. She's like, you're going to be an oh, optometrist. Really? I was like, okay, great. Yeah, that's just how it was back then. Like even college was frowned upon mm-hmm. oh, in our same. family back then. Oh, At yeah, my same. school, it was frowned yeah, upon. Same. Like in our high school. Yeah, it wasn't ever like an option. Yeah. No. no, they're like, well, no, your grades are good enough that you can go to university. I'm like, but I want to do this. And they're like, yeah. well, why would you like waste your like your talent? And I'm just like, but I can be good at that. Mm-hmm. And this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So but psychology, I graduated in it and it did teach me now to empathize more with customers and just mm-hmm. people in general. Yeah. And it did lead me to this path. But I didn't really know what I was doing when I was choosing psychology I was like whatever I get accepted and I'll take it yeah and then what did you do because you were you in Toronto for a bit after that yeah. 
So I graduated and then I was like, what do I, I don't really have job options. I have to keep studying psychology Mm -hmm. or maybe go into HR. And then I looked into it more and then my life flashed before my eyes, like sitting in an (laughs) office, like scared and like not loving my life and being stuck in this like career I didn't love. And I always loved the arts and I was like, wait, it's not too late. And then I applied to George Brown for graphic design Mm -hmm. and you had to submit a portfolio and I submitted and got in and then I had to break the news to my parents. Hey, I'm going back to college. And they were so confused at first, but they accepted it and mm-hmm. supported me with the decision after I explained everything. Mm-hmm. That's really nice that they just like, you know, this is your choice now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're going to support you through it. Yeah. That's cool. The Family Dental Center is making going to the dentist convenient and stress-free. FDC is always accepting new patients and offers a variety of quality dental services, including routine dental hygiene, restorative, oral surgery, crowns, Invisalign, and more. There are no more excuses to avoid the dentist. (laughs) A.K.A. me. (laughs) FDC has convenient hours, can direct bill to insurance companies, offers a 10% discount for seniors and military members, plus has emergency appointments available. Make sure to stay up to date on all things Family Dental Center by liking them on Facebook at Family Dental Center and following them on Instagram at FDC Family. We're serious. Like, go now, scroll down to our show notes and tap the link and follow them. We will wait. Okay, now go book your appointment online at FamilyDentalCenter.com. I'm Dr. Maria Coward of Dr. Coward & Associates, and welcome to iFacts in Focus. Did you know it's important to get regular eye exams, even if you have great vision? Eye conditions like glaucoma and macular degeneration often have no symptoms in their early stages, but can still cause vision loss down the road. Eye exams help catch these conditions sooner, which can improve your vision in the long run. At our clinics, we offer the OCT scan, which takes 3D images of your retina and helps your eye doctor detect eye disease. Visit our website, drbrucecoward.ca, to book an eye exam with OCT. And be sure to follow me on social media, at Dr. Maria Coward, for more eye tips and tricks. You know what I love? What? A pandemic business. Same! Designs by Alexis Rose bloomed into existence in February of 2020 after Alexis closed her family's small town floral shop in Beaverton, Ontario. She knew she wanted to continue with her passion of being a floral designer and also be able to stay home with her then two-year-old daughter. After moving to Quinty with her supportive partner, Alexis has truly blossomed her business. With nearly a decade of experience, she began her journey with funeral and sympathy flowers to help bring something beautiful to those experiencing some of their darkest moment. She also loves to create bespoke florals for weddings, local markets, workshops, monthly flower subscriptions, eucalyptus shower bundles, and so much more. Alexis is currently booking 2024 weddings, and you can pick up her stunning dried florals at Your Creative Junction and the Cookie Jar in Belleville. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram at Designs by Alexis Rose. So how did we get from school to scrunchies scrunchies yeah (laughs) Yeah. so it was actually my last year of college I was freelancing for clients as a graphic designer because I knew that's what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and I had two social media clients and I designed a couple logos for brands and I was really building up my portfolio so I also dropped out my last year of college (laughs) because homework was taking over real work Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, um, I already know what I'm doing. I don't need to do these mock interviews in yeah. college anymore. I felt like it was a waste of my time. So I dropped out a week, maybe two weeks into the last year. Mm-hmm. And I began doing murals, painting murals. That's because cool. one of my clients, I just showed her a mural I painted in my condo. And I was like, can I do this for you? And she let me paint on like five big walls and I filmed them and started posting them. Mm-hmm. And then my murals started going off, people asking me to do theirs. And I had to learn to do quotes and invoices and deal with bigger murals that are actual clients, like restaurants and nightclubs. Oh, that's And wild. then I started to rack up a portfolio for that. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're asking me how I got from school to scrunchies. Yeah. Okay, so it's actually school murals and then scrunchies. scrunchies. <laughs> so with... I was still painting murals, and then it was that following Christmas that I dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. I decided to make my cousin a scrunchie as a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. But one difference, I made it extra, extra large because she has so much hair. And I wanted to make her something because I didn't want to just get her something. We always buy each other gifts, and I wanted to make it extra special and freshly dropped out college student. Like, I got to save money. Yep. <laughs> So I cut up one of my mom's old shirts, and I didn't tell her that I did that at the time either because I was embarrassed. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I didn't want it's her to be mad. It's sentimental, though. Like, I know. Here, it's my mom's shirt. Yeah. At the time, I was embarrassed. I didn't tell her for a couple months. <laughs> but I gave it to her, and it was at our Christmas dinner. We just ate, so I'm super full. I'm just sitting on the couch. And she opened her gift in the other room. I didn't even hand it to her. She just opened it, <laughs> and she was like, did you make this? And she's squeezing it in my face, pulling it. And I was like, yeah, like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, you need to sell these. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you need to start a business. And imagine someone just comes up to you and they're like, start a business. You'd be like, no, no. what mm-hmm. do you mean? And then she posted it on her social media and her Snapchat. And she's like, look, all these people want to buy it already. And I was like, really? And she owns a salon in Thunder Bay, Vitality Beauty & Co. And she's like, I can just sell them there. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then that night we came up with the name. We we're going to call it like Scrunch or Scrunched. And then we're like, wait, let's call it XXL. And then that night I had to drive home three hours to where I lived at the time with my, I think I, I was in Toronto, but then we we're going back home to my parents' house. So we drove three hours. And that night I stayed up till like 3 a.m. designing the logo and the paper tag artwork Mm -hmm. And just kind of getting things in place for the branding. And I think it was two weeks after that, so it was January 5th, I decided to launch online. And then we sold out, I think, that day. And I was like, oh, my gosh. What year was that? Do you know? Yeah, so December 25th, 2019 was the Christmas I gifted the scrunchie to my cousin. Okay. And then it was January 5th of 2020. So this is also a COVID business, really. It all happened right before, before COVID, yeah. and then we worked all of COVID. Damn, mm-hmm. that's like insane. It's like, and especially like, as like like a creative person, it's like when you have that like kind of like burning fire, and you're like, okay, I'm I need stay to up. get the visuals out. It's I like need I to have design to get it. them out now because so I, I don't want to lose it. Because mm-hmm. I sometimes I'll go to sleep on a good idea, and then I'll wake up and be like, I totally don't remember exactly, but it felt so like. Yeah, it was like pulling like, you out. Yeah. Were, mm-hmm. I was like obsessed. I had to get all these designs out, and I it was just lining up so nicely, and I loved the way it was looking, and I mm-hmm. just had to keep going. Well, it's beautiful. 
Thank you. Your branding is A plus. Oh, I love your branding. Oh, thank you yeah. so I'm like much. a huge brand and like type and designer that I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I love. And everything is just like so well thought out. Mm-hmm. The thank backs, you. the tags, like all of it is just very big fan. Thanks. Yeah. Speaking of COVID, I think it was March where things started to yeah. shut down. And then we got, I was so busy working alone. Because you were, you were still living in Toronto at this point, making yeah. scrunchies? Okay. In my 400 square foot apartment. Sounds so there's, right. <laughs> my bed is right there. And then behind my bed is the stove and a countertop, the fridge. And then if you skip over a little bit, there's the bathroom and then closet. And it's all one room because mm-hmm. it's Amazing. a studio in yeah. Toronto. And then I didn't have a car. So I was taking the bus to deliver packages. Oh, my God. And it was winter. So I had to put on no. my snow pants and put on my boots and gloves and like bundle up yeah. to get on the bus. And then bundle up to wait to get back. And I had to wait in a post office line. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And I, there was so much to do because it's not just customer service, packing orders, making the scrunchies, getting the fabric, getting the shipping materials, knowing how to ship, setting up the website, Mm -hmm. restocking the inventory, and like eating food. Yeah, just being a human. Doing your laundry. Yes. I was getting takeout and then I was ordering grocery delivery. And then I was like, I need help mm-hmm. so I called my mom and that's when she told me to move home mm-hmm. and then we worked every day of the pandemic and I remember I didn't even go outside for like months because I was just working in the house my my mom was the one doing the groceries and it's not like you could go anywhere at mm-hmm. that time yeah and yeah I didn't go outside for a couple months <laughs> I remember <laughs> that's wild just making scrunchies just making scrunchies just packing orders because my dad was taking them to the post office for me to save me time oh my god so it just like immediately took off like people just immediately loved it just because also my cousin pre-bought a hundred okay and then oh so then you had to make the hundred and then that blew up in thunder bay and then that was like your hot spot at first was thunder bay it's still our number one selling city it's Stop it, really? For cities, it's Thunder Bay, Toronto, and then Belleville. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so cool. wild. I didn't even know there's that many people in Thunder Bay, so I love it. Mm-hmm. It's like the same size as here. I think it's probably bigger. I forget. I have no idea. We'll it's put similar. It in the show notes, I'll tell you how big it is. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty similar. Do you think, though, that did the pandemic almost help because you had to just put your head down, or do you think it hindered at all? I think... The timing of my business could not have been better Mm -hmm. because I had the opportunity to just focus on that. I also was able to not have a social life purposely Mm -hmm. and not feel guilty about saying no to plans because I was saying no to friends doing things and I felt so guilty. Like I was like, what is like, I can't. I had it in Toronto when I was still working by myself. I would go to bed at two and then get up at like six because there was so So much much. to do and I had to make the most of my day. Mm And then a friend wanted to come over and I was like, well, do you mind if I like elastic scrunchies while you're here? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, we'll reschedule. And then the pandemic happened. And it really helped because not only did I have the time, but I had my parents help Mm -hmm. and people were shopping online Mm -hmm. and we only sell online. Mm -hmm. Now we offer wholesale partnerships and we're in 30 stores, but it was all online shopping People started to notice small businesses more Mm -hmm. in the pandemic to support. And just the timing of of it all, like the social media views, people were online way more during Mm -hmm. the pandemic. So it just all worked 
in my favor. Were you immediately on social media as well? Like you were doing social media for the murals, so you kind of had a backing with it. But then Mm -hmm. did you just immediately start filming content for the scrunchies? For right away for scrunchies, we only made an Instagram and Facebook And I didn't film anything when I was in my apartment, which is one of my biggest regrets because I thought it was embarrassing. And I Mm -hmm. thought people would see the mess and they're like, oh, it's in her apartment. Like, I don't want to buy it. But it would have been the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. And I wish I filmed more back then. I think, too, almost the pandemic did that because now those are my favorite things to watch on socials. Like Mm -hmm. how you created the business mm-hmm. yeah I like seeing like all like the intricate things that are it's just like packing orders I just find so relaxing mm-hmm. yeah like I don't know what it is I can just like sit there and watch people like fold tissue paper and I'm just like the sound is just so chill I know I find it relaxing too and we're like obsessed with making our packaging videos too that's awesome I like that your whole team is involved too that's nice yeah that yeah I try to show board. it off because we try to do we try to document as much as we are creating as well because mm-hmm. we may as well film what we're already doing, not add on top of our workload. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm trying to convince everyone here, that everything is content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You taught everything us that. Everything is content. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. In November at that event, yeah. you were like, everything's content. I think we say that to people in this office. Yeah. Every ever week. since then. Yeah. I was like, everything's content. We're like, film it. Film it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hard for me to not film things because we get so many fun orders or so many things come in or my mom's doing something and it's Mm -hmm. hard to not film because then it's like because it's just interesting missed opportunity then I'm like oh I won't get this footage but then it's like now managing a team of eight I have to focus on all these other aspects now too I can't just film 24-7 yeah how did it go from now I feel like we're on the next stage how did it go from your parents house to How did it go from your parents' house into your first warehouse space? So my parents' house, we were there from the end of January 2020. And then it wasn't until, I think it was June of 2021. Well, actually, it was my parents' living room in January 2020. Mm -hmm. Until November 2020, we renovated their basement so I could operate out of there. So in my parents' basement from November 2020 until about June 2021, I started looking for places because my bedroom at my parents' house was getting taken over by boxes. (laughs) And there was orders beside me or fabric. Mm -hmm. Everything was getting chaotic. And we're home 24-7. And I was like, I need to, like, relieve my mom. Like, she's cooking over here. Yes. And we started looking at places and then... I emailed, I looked online, I was looking online in bed at like 1am, like, oh, I need to find a place, like so sad, emailing all these places. The realtor listings at that time were so scary, like right downtown, like really dark, dungeony looking places. And I was like, okay, I got an email to like make these things happen. And I emailed and the first person that emailed me back was Joe Chinook. And he's like, I have a place better. And I was like, okay. So he showed me what is current, what was the old Nortel building. Okay. And he showed me a space that were unfinished, but they would rebuild it if we moved in. Oh, so that's cool. I know. And then we moved out, took like a month to move out. And then it was, I think it was July was our move-in date. So we moved the entire brand out of my parents' house into our first warehouse space. And at that time, we also got an email from this lady. She worded it so nicely. She wanted to film a documentary about us. 
because she saw us on TikTok, how my dad was helping our small business. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I would love to share the acts of service of East Asian parents for their children. And I was like, oh, we're happened to be moving in a couple weeks. So this is great timing. So there's a film crew that followed us around for the moving date as well. And there's actually a documentary now. It's a short doc, 15 minutes, called Threads of Love. And it shows our moving process. I know it interviews my dad. And it shared just how he helps me and how they show their acts of service for their love language. Mm -hmm. And it interviewed my dad, too. And I remember Amy told me at the end, my dad was like, I do this for her so she can come to work every day and feel more happy to do it. I don't care about the work I'm just doing it for her and I would do anything for her oh my gosh don't make me cry when she told me that I was like because oh. he doesn't love being on camera yeah but he does it for me oh my god he's so cute I know he's so he's fun just... I love his golf like his golfing habits like he's just so fun I know he loves golf he loves like, golf and fishing it. I love that mm -hmm. so cute. wow I love that there's a documentary about yeah, and it was in a Belleville Film Festival, and it won number one. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's not out-out, because she's submitting it to certain film festivals. Oh, okay. And then you watch them for a short period of time when they're in the festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so fun. Mm -hmm. So that was at the end of, or like summer of 2020 that that happened. 2021. Oh, 2021. So a year okay. and a half, we moved the brand into our first warehouse space, and it was 2,000 square feet. So you were in your parents' house for like over a year. Yes, year and a half. Pushing out scrunchies. Yes. Wow. Did you have any sewing experience before, or <laughs> what? People I just always thought about that. that. In high school, I was self-taught, and I remember I sewed like a Halloween costume once for myself. And then when I started again, <clears throat> I initially only invested five hundred dollars to start because I could use my mom's sewing machine, and she had some extra like elastic and all the other supplies laying around. And she kind of showed me again how to use her machine. But her machine was older than me. It's like over 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's a solid machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so kind of like self-taught sewing. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it worked. And then you moved into your warehouse space, your first warehouse space. Yes, and then we were quickly outgrowing it. And nine months later, we... I kind of approached the owner and Joe and said, can we have like a little more space? There was an extra closet space to store fabric because it was jammed in our space. Because mm -hmm. we have now over over, over 200 different XXL size scrunchies. We have over 100 mini scrunchies and over 30 XXS scrunchies. And new products too, like clothing and tote bags and hair clips and keychains. And we needed more room. <laughs> I know. Like, that's super cool. I didn't realize there were so many. Yeah, and we're launching 80 products at the end of this month for summer. <laughs> but we needed more room, so... Okay, press the on button on your... You're good. I was <laughs> off. You were off for a little bit. Great. I'll edit it to make it oh work. <laughs> was it off the whole time? No. <laughs> no, no, we got no, it. I pressed it's so off. funny. It's like the things you don't realize. I know, because we just want to chat. And stuff, we just want to so. chat. We just want to yeah. um, chat. Okay, so... Needed more room, asked for it, and then there was an opportunity to move into a bigger space, double the size. So we moved into a new space within the same building. It's 4,000 square feet, 
We moved in April of 2022. That's the space you're in now? Yes. So we've been there a year now in our new, bigger space. That's so cool. It's so fun. I have two questions, kind of. Yeah. Okay. How? Because the organization of everything mm-hmm. like has to be organized is wild. Like I love seeing like how all the scrunchies are like put in their boxes and it's very mm-hmm. satisfying. But how did you come up with that system? Because I feel like as a business owner, like when I was running a very small business, like that was part of my issue is I felt like I could never organize inventory and get it the way I needed it. It was kind of a learning process because at first it was so unorganized and then I had to get it organized in order to keep up with inventory and not Mm -hmm. have missing products. Mm -hmm. And there's a way on, so we use Shopify and then we ship with ShipStation. And when an order comes through, we print out a packing slip Mm-hmm. And on the packing slip, you can alphabetize the items oh, cool. with SKUs. So SKUs are Ooh. these little yeah, mm-hmm. codes to write up what the product is. So our scrunchies have different codes to alphabetize them in the order of how you pick the items. But it oh. was a learning process. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds complicated. Yeah. So I just kind of figured it out as I went mm-hmm. with lots of mistakes. And then we were always doing something something for so long and then we would post about it and we actually get comments of people recommending ways so it's kind of a balance of us trial and error and our online community helping us that's really cool I think that's like one of the coolest things I think that you've done is it's not just like it doesn't feel just like a business it's like a community Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like yeah it just feels like you have like this little crew of people just like cheering you on like an online family almost Yeah. yeah That's how I feel, too. And I feel really lucky because we do try to personalize everything as much as possible Mm -hmm. because every scrunchie has its own name Mm -hmm. and then it has its own story. What are they named after? Like people, you know, or at first it was people I knew because the fabrics reminded me of them. Mm -hmm. And then I ran out of people. I Yeah, I was like, I don't think I know 300 (laughs) people. Yeah. And now we take suggestions or name them after customers. That's so cute. Because you just did that with your claws, right? You had people help name them. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're doing that with some of our new scrunchies, too. That's fun. And And I I have a big list of names, too. It's so nice, too. People, like, want to be involved and feel Mm -hmm. involved in the amazing thing you're doing. So that's really nice. There's this one that I, I, I specifically bought it because of the story behind it. It was, I think it was a girl. Her name was Ribbon. Yes. So she, yeah. she's the reason our TikTok went viral so early. Okay. Because it was August 2020, mm-hmm. and she made a TikTok about my business. I didn't even oh. know about it. She just did it. It was unplanned. Mm-hmm. It was also during the pandemic. So she made a video trying to make one of my scrunchies because she admired them. And at the time, she's like, I can't afford them, but I love this business. Oh, I think I, yes. Okay. Yeah. She just made a video with the green screen effect on TikTok where your face is talking in front of a photo. And Mm -hmm. it was a photo of my scrunchie with our tag on it. Mm -hmm. And her video hit like a million views. And my store had 100 people online for like three days, like constant online store visitors. And my store sold out that day from her TikTok video. But oh my god! At the time, my store was my parents' front <laughs> coat closet, <laughs> filled with scrunchies. Yeah, that's like that's insane. Mm-hmm. It's and crazy. then we named the ribbon scrunchie after her after that situation. Yeah, and happened. that was one of the first ones I bought. Oh, nice. I think I just remember too, like your videos coming across my feeds. 
And then I didn't realize like you were in Belleville. Some people still don't. Yeah. Which is kind of fun when they find out. Yeah. It's kind of something fun I like to brag about too because I'm from Belleville and I'm like, well, you know, XXL, that's from Belleville. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm there. So. I've low key been like dropping your business name into like, I'll have a meeting with like my boss mm-hmm. and like her dad, who's the owner of the company. Oh. I'll, like, and I'll be like, yeah, so like XXL's crunchy. Like, and I'll just be like, yeah, no, they use social like this. So it's like, you know, we, I'm trying to we like push them yeah. to like Aww. accept different things, like different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, the amount, like they're so probably so sick of hearing me talk about you. Well, cause I'm just like, look, you. look, look at what they're doing. It's like, we can do something similar. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're always trying to do different things and evolving, especially the times have changed. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's always something new to show at least. Yeah. Yeah. How did you build your team? My team. Well, luckily, I could got my parents at first. Yeah. yeah. And then my brother was living with us at the time during the pandemic, and he had, like, no choice but to help because he was surrounded. <laughs> and then my friend Cindy lived in Coburg at the time, and she drove down, like, once or twice a week to help me. Mm-hmm. So I was very lucky to have family, really close friends that could help me. Yeah. And my first hire was actually our seamstress now. She's still with us, Courtney. Mm-hmm. She... I, me and my friend Tori went to the grocery store to film a snack vlog because <laughs> I love snacks so much. And I saw my scrunchie in the wild for the first time. Also, the first time I went to a grocery store in years. Oh, after the, the yes. little pandy. So I was filming. I was nervous. We, people were wearing masks. This is when she was spraying hand sanitizer at oh, the yeah. front entrance. And I, on the way out, I was like, I think she's wearing one of my scrunchies. So I went up to her and asked, and she was... Oh my god! And then it was a couple months later. We were moving into our first warehouse space, and I was like, "Man, I can't. Like, I need someone mm-hmm. to sew." Mm-hmm. But I didn't know she could sew, so I called. I think I DM'd her and asked her. I was like, "Hey, would you be open to talk about an opportunity working with me?" And she was my first hire, and she happened to know how to sew. <laughs> it was like meant and to be. And it worked out so well. That's wild. It was just like I'm... I just needed extra hands mm-hmm. in the <laughs> warehouse, but she happened to know how to sew and. I really did need a seamstress at the time, but I didn't know that. Was it just you sewing and your mom? My mom didn't sew. Oh, she I cuts sewed, the fabric. Yeah, she cuts the fabric. I sewed them all at the time, yeah. I sewed them all and elastic them for the first couple months, and then Cindy started helping the next year elasticing. And, yeah, it was mainly just me making them all. Wow. I, I can't even imagine the amount of work that was. Like day and night. Like I would stock up on a big pile of scrunchie tubes that I would sew mm-hmm. and I would wait for a good show to come out and just elastic them and watch. Because at that point I can elastic a scrunchie and not look at it mm-hmm. yeah. and then watch TV. So I watch so like, much It becomes TV. like muscle memory, right? Yes. Like, like I could do it with my eyes closed. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. So was it a big step for you to hire people or was it just the next step in the process, do you think? It was really scary and nerve wracking because I've never been anyone's boss. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous, but felt lucky it was at least someone I kind of knew. And then my friend Tori had a younger sister and friends in high school that needed a job. So I Perfect. hired them, but I didn't even interview them. I just hired them because I needed people so bad mm-hmm. and I knew they were like good kids, too. So I hired them and I was a little nervous because suddenly I had to manage their schedules. And it wasn't until like a couple months in we were having team meetings and stuff because I was like, oh, they can't read my mind 
and they yeah. were like doing tasks I didn't want them to do or things were going wrong a little bit and I was like wait I just need to tell them and like have a set schedule to communicate more so learning to be their boss was kind of one of my biggest challenges I would say that was gonna be my next question what your what you think your biggest challenge has been since starting this yeah definitely finding a warehouse and then learning to manage a team yeah, and then, yeah like, that makes sense I always feel bad when I delegate things Oh, I'm yeah. so bad at delegating. I'm like, no, I'll just do it. I'll I do don't it. like telling people no. what to do, but you have to. Yeah. And you have to set boundaries and mm-hmm. you have to actually communicate with them on a daily basis because I want it to be a good workplace atmosphere. How many? Sorry, you go. I think that's what Stephanie said, too, that like sometimes to grow, you need to start handing things off. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of scary. It's so scary. Yeah. It was scary to even hand off the packaging at first. Like I would micromanage and now I barely package that's so nice unless though. it's really really busy because you did it for so long like you lived that packaging life. packaging and making the product and just running everything mm-hmm. yeah it's been incredible watching you grow and being able to hear you speak at different events it's really cool to Thank you. watch especially it come out of a small town mm-hmm. like there's some great things happening but I think it's just nice to like highlight yeah it. and you're getting like noticed on like not just like locally but like it's like tiktok had you out yeah can Mm -hmm. we talk about that like how one i'm pretty sure you're tiktok famous so how how does going to these tiktok events work um so my first my first tiktok event i think it was in november they asked me to speak on this panel in front of all these like business people Mm -hmm. just to open their eyes about tiktok because i shared our story and our journey and how TikTok, posting on TikTok took our orders international. And we've sold now to over 68 or 70 countries. Holy moly. I know. and That's crazy. Yeah. And we're sitting now at over 30,000 lifetime orders. But the first TikTok event I went to was in November, and I spoke on a panel sharing just that information, basically. And then it was in this past February... They picked eight of us to go to Vancouver because the CEO was giving a TED Talk. And then the he booked an hour to chat with all of us. And we got to meet the CEO of TikTok and make a TikTok with him. Oh, my God. And I was able to share my story with him, like how we went from my apartment to the basement to warehouse to over 30,000 orders and now I can support my parents, and we have a team of eight, and we're in a 4,000-square-foot warehouse. I was able to tell him, so it felt so surreal. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And I taught him how to elastic a scrunchie. Oh, that's and cool. And then I gifted him some, too, for him and his family. That's so cool. That's so cute. Yeah. And then it was just this past May, TikTok asked me to be one of six or one of five vendors. Mm-hmm. So they made a little Christmas market for their for their clients and influencers and people to celebrate TikTok and their new achievements. And I was one of the booths there. And I think the month right before that, we got verified on TikTok. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you ever see this happening like three, what, four years ago? Not really, especially through TikTok because TikTok actually brought me, I had an article in the Financial Times about how TikTok has helped us grow yeah and then after the Vancouver trip we also did media and I was in the Toronto Star about 
how TikTok is beneficial to me as a small business owner. It's like mind blowing just kind of like how the trajectory of just like how it grew and you know how using. So okay, here's a question that you probably don't have to answer. Oh. Traditional media, like have you done any sort of like advertising outside of just posting on socials? At first, I think it was like Feb March or something. I actually posted an ad on a radio and then it was the pandemic and I was like, oh, this is a waste because no one's driving around in their cars. Yeah. So I did that and then I think I spent $500 on Facebook ads because it seemed like that's what everyone was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But through TikTok, like that one weekend that Ribbon made a TikTok about my store and it went viral, I had like 40,000 visitors to my site in two days. Holy shiitake mushrooms. I know. That's insane. I actually have some other analytics. Yeah, I, I was get, I was like, like what I'm of... taking in school right now, so I'm like, yeah. Because oh, really? I wanted to know too how one like trends on TikTok are crazy. So how do you craft your videos to to trends? Yeah, or like to just stay relevant, I guess. Uh, well, recently I feel like views have been down just for almost everyone, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of posting stuff to post. We were just. Mm-hmm. We weren't really putting in so much effort. So I feel like recently I've noticed, well, when I first started, I was doing voiceovers to my videos. And then I guess, you know, I got overwhelmed with posting so much, I stopped. Mm -hmm. And recently we posted videos with voiceovers again with more intentions and more of a storytelling aspect. And I want to share the views I've had. I'm going to pull it up on my phone, the analytics in the last couple days. Because it's made a huge difference. Our orders have tripled from posting this new content with just kind of trying more and putting in more voiceovers and trying to tell a story more. Mm -hmm. So in the last 28 days on YouTube, we've had 5.1 million views. And it's like it said 4.5 million more than usual. And they said, your hard work's paying off. Publishing more helped your channel get a thousand percent more views than usual. (laughs) A thousand percent up. Mm -hmm. Like, that's wild. And real time right now, in the last 48 hours, we've received, just on YouTube, so I'll pull up TikTok after, just on YouTube, we've had 1.6 million views. (laughs) In the last 60 minutes, we've had 35,000 views. And I'll pull up the TikTok analytics. That's, like, insane. That's wild. And that's from posting YouTube shorts. So that's basically a TikTok on YouTube. Because yeah. they have that oh. now. Yeah, they're popping off. It's so like, you can, are you repurposing? Yeah, we always okay. post on every Everything. platform. Yeah. Okay. So on my TikTok analytics, the last seven days, we've had a million video views. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And then the last, if we compare it to YouTube again, the last 28 days, 4.2 million views, uh, over 3,000 comments. And I had to, when I went on Dragon's Den to pitch, I had to really rein in all my social media analytics. So I counted my total socials. We have over 800,000 subscribers all across our different socials. So that's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and Facebook. And our total views are over 300 million. That's fucked up. In the best way. Yeah, like, yeah, and growing. In, like, the yeah. best way possible. Yeah. So I'm taking digital analytics right now yeah. to be able to learn how to tell stories with these numbers. Oh. So it's like you can kind of pinpoint certain events and certain 
things and then use that to remarket people. Oh. So it's really fun. That's interesting. Yeah. I yeah. think it's really, yeah. And like how cookies work and oh, how to like take advantage of all of it. Yeah. I don't understand any of it. So yeah, it's been three, three years as of January. So I guess almost three and a half years into the business and then having, that's like almost a hundred million views a year if you divide it up yeah. like yeah. that. That's that's a lot of people. But we post every single day. Like I haven't not posted something since starting. I was gonna ask you, yeah, do you feel like you need to post every day? We just have so much stuff. Yeah. Like I can't help it. Yeah, but so I guess it's just like even I think too for me, like trying working here and working in digital and trying to create content, like sometimes we get pushback. But also then I just get like you walked in here and you just owned the space and you were like, we're going to film some content. And I really appreciated that because sometimes oh. I get so like, like scared when I'm like going to like film stuff or like mm -hmm. want to make content. But it was a growing process to get there. Mm -hmm. Do you schedule stuff like in advance? Like, do you have like a calendar to be like, OK, like, yeah, we use this app called later.com and we schedule oh, yeah. all the reels except TikTok. You can't schedule. So I have oh. them saved as drafts and then I post, I wake up at like six and then I post when I'm still sitting in bed. <laughs> it's like the first thing I do in the morning, post okay. a TikTok. And then as of two weeks ago, I've been posting a YouTube short at the same time. Okay. So Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I want to look at YouTube shorts now. Yeah. So do I. That's interesting. Yeah. YouTube shorts I love because they keep growing. Like a TikTok does get viral in a couple of weeks maybe, mm -hmm. but then it has its expiry date. It yeah. seems but a TikTok, or sorry, a YouTube short will grow. It could grow next year still. Oh, oh that's cool. Even YouTube videos, like the vlog style, longer form content. Mm -hmm. I only started a YouTube channel in October 2020 just to show off that we renovated my parents' basement. And I was like, come on a sewing tour with me. I phoned with my iPhone and the there was one part, the audio was so bad it went like, yeah. like all scratchy. And that video a couple months later hit like, 400,000 views. Oh my god, goodness. And I didn't realize, like at first I started talking and telling my story about it because I was like, oh, I gotta do a little intro. And people really loved that and they loved seeing the behind the scenes. So mm -hmm. that's why I kept posting vlogs on YouTube. <laughs> wow. So we I'm like inspired. Okay, like, edit look this, out, edit office. This part I'm gonna out. become a vlogger. You can. I think we can. Literally edit this part out because there was a point when I first and then I cried. <laughs> We only cry sometimes. <laughs> All the time. I cry, I cry too. Oh, good. I cried at the end of Spider Man. Was it that good? The new the new Spider Man movie? Yeah. I cried at that because end of Because it's a cartoon. <laughs> like, is it a cartoon? It's a cartoon, yes. Okay. okay not I cry in cartoon suit. I cried in Have up. you seen the new Spider Man? Oh, of course. Did you cry in the beginning of Up? On an airplane. Yeah. I didn't even realize. So sad. So, the new Spider Man I is. I watched it. Maybe I will. Okay. Because you do graphic design, you mm -hmm. need to watch it. Even the first, like the first animated one. Oh, there's like, two. There's two of them. So this is the second one. The first one is called Cross the Universe or something. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It is the most beautiful, like visually beautiful animated film I've ever seen in my life. Because they mix so many different art styles mm -hmm. into this movie. I'm convinced. It's honestly, it's, I watch it it's I stunning. Home. I went to... Kingston to go see the newer one that came out last week. In the in, comfy seats? Yeah. I have to sit in the comfy in seats. IMAX. Oh, and wait, IMAX doesn't have the comfy seats. Oh, yeah. Those no. recliners? Oh, no, yeah. It does. It's like My they're leather hurts. seats. They're comfy, but like they're not the reclining ones. Yeah. But 
at the end of the movie, it like closed or whatever, and all the credits roll, and I'm crying <laughs> because I was like, that is the most beautiful movie I have ever seen in my life, oh my and God. it makes me so excited. You about- need to make. Do you post on TikTok? No. That was a great story, and you Thank need you. to post about it. <laughs> I will, maybe. Maybe it's going to be Babes t- We're on doing TikTok. It now. We're starting what? a Babes TikTok. <gasps> we don't TikTok. have it yeah. yet, so it's time. And then make it in time for me to tag you in the post I made. Perfect. Perfect. We'll start today. Yeah, 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 we will start today. Just honestly. make the usernames and stuff. Like oh, oh the usernames are already made. Oh. Yeah. They, they ha- they've been made since we started the podcast oh, because good. I'm a psycho. Yeah, I did that too when I first started. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just I like to secure all the names. Yeah. And I have like .cas and .coms, like all of it. Yeah, you have to do that. It sucked to be Babes of Quinny 23 when you're Babes of Quinny on Oh, I would fight them. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I will pay you for this. Buy like, someone else. Please. Oh, 100. My friend actually sold her YouTube. <gasps> really? Lo-Fi Girl. Cool. That yeah. So cool. Lo, like, Lo-Fi Girl is just like a YouTube channel that plays like just like Lo-Fi beats. Oh. Yeah. I um, probably listened to it because I put that on. Her Instagram account is was Lo-Fi Girl and she sold it to them. Oh. I didn't know that But she also thing. owns the dot .com and the Twitter account. <gasps> Oh, that's cool. So she, I think she got like a, I can't even say how much it was because it's an NDA, but. Oh, but like made bank. Over. I have a question. Yeah. I have to go pee. Oh, right Right there. there. Oh, perfect. Hey. And then we're going to talk about Dragon's Den. It's time. That was amazing. So good. So amazing. I could listen to Tina talk for like ever. It's really nice. Her whole story, uh-huh. her relationship with her family, her to cry. the team around her, the work like atmosphere she's creating. Yeah. It all just seems very healthy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she comes at everything with a very mindful approach. Oh, my does gosh, that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I know okay. it does. It feels very like very intentional. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Intentional. Yeah. We have the same brain. We all talk about that later um but yeah she was a joy to have in the studio she brought us gifts we have a video to share of that we do have a video and then we saw that she was bringing us gifts so then we got her gifts we got her some candy and gave her babe swag because we were like oh my gosh we're giving us so many things but you have the scrunchie in your hair right now i have not stopped wearing the scrunchies Mm -hmm. are you wearing a hair claw i'm not today but you have been. I so those claws, the hair claws, because I cut my hair, are oh, my favorite things in life. So here's the thing: I was washing my hair too much, and it kind of stopped growing. Mm-hmm. I used to not wash my hair, especially when I was farming, because who cares? But then I started being in the office full time and doing sales calls and stuff, and I felt like I need to have like super clean hair all the time. But the thing is, it's destroying my hair. So I decided I'm going to retrain my hair. Mm-hmm. Which means it gets really greasy. Some Like yesterday was the last, like a week without washing it and it was rough. But I just put it in a hair claw or put a scrunchie on and I genuinely believe no one can tell how greasy it is. You were fine. Yeah. So I live by those hair claws. I gave one to my sister-in-law. Um, she loves it. I love it. Kate's yeah. already stolen like three of them. I told Jeanette she couldn't share in the scrunchies. I was like, these are, these are good scrunchies. You're not sharing in these. Yeah, so... The thing about the hair claws is they really grip. Yeah. Because I have a shitload of hair. Mm-hmm. And I find hair claws just like if I'm throwing up all of my hair, it, doesn't. it won't stay. They actually hold so much hair. Because if you go get like a quote unquote cheap one, like I would usually before I would just go get one from like the dollar store or something. No, they don't hold. They don't hold your hair and they don't stay in place. This claw, I don't have to touch. It's like there. It's just there all day. And I'm not worried. I can like shake my head yeah. and it's there. 
Yeah, and it's a little accent. Can you tell we're big fans? And the names are so cute. Yeah. I think they drop next week. Some, she I think, us, dropped. She gave us ones that weren't teasers, released yet. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no. They, I, she, it's her biggest drop ever. It's like <sighs> 80s scrunchies and hair claws. Oh, good for her. I know, I'm just so It's proud also of her. just like, because she's around our age. Like, she's kind of in between us. And it's just, and she's from Belleville. Like I said it in the episode, I just love that she's, I get to brag. I get to be like, well, you know. And then when I buy them for people, I can be like, oh, these are made in Belleville. Yeah. Which is also something I like to do. So. It's funny because I realize a lot of people don't know that they're actually no. from here. No. So, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm very proud of her. I've, you know, I'm just, I just like hyping up a good local business, mm-hmm. especially one that like. Is killing it. Killing it. And just the whole story. I don't know. I'm just big. Damn it. She's panicking. But also <laughs> thank you, Tina, for like taking time out of your day to come chat with us. Because yeah. anyone who comes on, we really appreciate you taking because you're all busy and you come and sit with us for like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. We and hope you enjoy it. I mean we do. <laughs> we have a great time. <laughs> Sorry if you don't like it. Can we tell them a little bit of synced up brains? Okay, this week's been weird. Okay, we do have a podcast together, work in the same office and it makes perfect are sense. a little codependent. Um, it's so weird when you come around. I know it does feel weird. Um, but this week, like I would send her something like on Instagram and she'd be like, I just sent you this on Facebook or like yeah. this morning we were, we were watching this power your platform with Carrie, oh, I don't Carrie know, Ramsey, Carrie Ramsey. And we were just like brain, we were both watching on the same computer and I was like, looked something up and then I should, I was like, I think we should start doing, uh, what are they called? Case studies. Case studies. And then she had just wrote it down case study <laughs> i literally had just wrote it down i was like we need was to like, do case studies what are our brains doing and i was like what is going on like i will say though having someone in the office who like maybe it's dangerous how like similarly we think but we do always take it to an outside source to tell for them to tell us if we're being like unhinged or just like actually have something here you know what sometimes i wonder but then i'm like you know what i think it's okay i think it's okay um so I do multi-sport on Tuesdays. <laughs> I hope people from multi-sport. <laughs> I really hope they do too. I signed up. So do not want to do multi-sport on Tuesday nights. And then I was like, okay, I'll do it with you. I wanted to just do volleyball, but she wanted to do multi-sport because she is an athlete. She loves football. She loves Frisbee. She loves running. Soccer. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's insane. So it's volleyball, soccer, ultimate flag football. Okay. I cannot play football. I do not understand the rules. I think it's stupid. <laughs> Come at me. I don't care. It's a stupid game. I enjoy rugby. Um, anyway, the same? No. Isn't rugby like a lot more, just football, but with more hitting? No. I've never watched a rugby game. You like rugby. I feel like we need to get Chris Millett on. That's a good idea. To talk about <gasps> rugby. Oh. No, let me get Joe and Dusty. Joe, Okay. Let me get you. We're Let getting me, some yeah. rugby people. We're coming for I'm gonna, you. I'm going to message them. But I realized, because in high school, I was like, I played a lot of sports and I always enjoyed sports. And I realized it's because last night I was playing. I'm also on the team that's just like individuals. Like we didn't know anyone. So we just signed up as yeah. individuals. Jeanette also is not playing now because she has fire, volunteer firefighting training every Tuesday. So I just go with strangers which is fine a very nice team and i realized that i probably like sports because i can unmask i realized i unmask when i play sports because i am like the most chaotic like i don't if i'm panicking i'll just like yell and it also kind of works in my favor because then they panic 
<laughs> as I'm just he's like it's very Caroline from Survivor, just like ah! <laughs> Can I go just watch you play? Yeah. Like if I'm like football last night, I can I jam my thumb because I can't catch a football. I have minimal hand eye coordination because I'm actually a lot, but I don't stop my I usually have like a put a filter in between my brain and my yeah. mouth for the most part. I can do it, but when I unmask that fully goes away. Yeah. When I play sports, the filter goes away. And so I just am like running commentary on <laughs> you just wake yourself up next time like those Literally, children? I'm like a child. I'm like, oh wow, he's fast. Like just like <laughs> Oh, and but then other people will hear me, and this girl kept looking at me, and I was like, and I literally had to say, I was like, I'm so sorry. Sometimes I forget to not say what I'm thinking, because <laughs> like something happened. I was like, that was a while. Please mic yourself up next week. Okay, you know what I did? Just buy wireless mics. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Just set up your phone. To yeah, I'm gonna be like, what are you gonna do? And I'm gonna be like, I'm famous. <laughs> Making content. Yeah. But there's also, yeah, it's just like, why am I playing multi-sport? Can you feel the panic going off of me? That's why I don't play multi-sport. There's another team that is like the first, I saw them pull up, first game against them, soccer, but like these dudes on this team, I was like, you all played varsity in university. Like, they're oh, just yeah. these like, <gasps> but then my problem is, I'm talking a lot today. It's Okay. My problem is when I play against these giant you men, I'm like, I'm the same size as you. Let's go. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> no, because you're tiny. I know, but I believe I am a six foot three, 250 pound man. <laughs> I could so see you just like mimicking that energy and be like, come at me, bro. Oh, yeah, it's a problem. Like, I'll jump in front of the ball. Like, I, uh, uh. Anyways, that's my tangent that I wanted to bring up. <laughs> In today's episode. That's so good. Okay. Um what else? Oh no, you go. Oh, I was mine's completely irrelevant. It I can like wait till it. next week. No, I don't want it to. Oh, it was a hot take about restaurant food. Go. Um, I think kids' meals are stupid. But I like having kids' meals. Okay, but listen, it's encouraging picky eating. Oh, so what we need to do is have kids meals, but they're just smaller sizes of, of the adult, adult versions. It's like in um, old folks homes, when you're a waiter, they can order like half meal. Like, yeah. so you can yeah, get a like half, a, a, half a meal. Yeah, that's all the kids need. That's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know why restaurants do it. I don't but remember. But see, you go to a restaurant, it's all the same shit. Yeah, it's like it's chicken, fingers, like chicken fingers, macaroni and cheese. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. you're encouraging the picky eating because they're getting something that they would normally eat at home. Mm-hmm. At a restaurant, so it's like mm-hmm. you're not forcing them to like. Anyways, Agreed. That's my. That is a good hot take. Time. Yeah, kids' meals are stupid. <laughs> Do better at restaurants. <laughs> I like that energy. Thanks. Mm, I feel like I had one more thing to say. Oh, hmm. we're gonna do a post about it, and I think we talked about it last week. But July Fourth is our one year. Oh yeah. So we're doing a special episode. Yep. With a special, it's going to be a Tuesday release because July 4th is a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're interviewing each other. Yep. <laughs> There's no guest. It's just us. Going to do a recap. And if you have questions that you would like us to ask each other, um, slide into our slide DMs. Slide into our DMs. And we'll do like a, I think like a story post or something to kind of be like, oh, hey, here here's a question box. Put your mm-hmm. questions in here and then we'll ask each other questions. 
Yeah, we'll come up with our own too, but... But no, I want to deep dive into... I want to I want to know more about you. Mm, I want to know more about you. <laughs> I don't think there is a whole lot to know. I think there is. There probably yeah. is. Um, but anyways, Tina's second episode will be coming out next Thursday. Yes. Same time. Same, same time. Channel. Same channel. Um, also, please uh, subscribe or follow our podcast. And feel free to read us to you. Anything. Good, bad. I don't care. Read uh, us. I'll, if you're going to rate us bad, I need at least need some feedback. Yeah. Like, don't just, like, three star us and then no, no comment. No feedback. Like, that's a, not helpful. Like a compliment sandwich. Yeah, it's an Oreo. An Oreo, yeah. Like, tell us something good and then give us the negative feedback and then something good. Yeah. And, or just reiterate the first one. Be like, oh, yeah. And remember, as I said, you guys are really charming. Yeah, that you're so pretty. <laughs> Thank you. I like your opinion. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I got. Do you have anything uh, else? No, I think that's it. I really have to pee. So, okay, like, bye. <laughs> Dr. Maria here again with another iFacts in Focus eye tip. Did you know that too much screen time can tire out your eyes? When you stare at a screen all day, your eye's near focusing system kicks into gear. When you overwork this focusing system, your eyes can get tired, sore, and blurry, and you can get headaches. Taking breaks away from screens and wearing magnifying reading glasses can improve your eye comfort. Check out my blog, justeyethings.ca, for more eye tips. The Babies of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications, home of 95.5 Hits FM, Cool 100, and inquinty.ca.